0: Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders and this week I'm your
1: chunk. I'm Doge. And if the hunks of the Caribbean break down,
0: the hunks don't eat the tourists. Mm. And I'm Carter and… Hold on to your chunks. Yes, of course mm. it's that quote. Yes, of course. I course
1: was it's actually willing… I thought you were going to give us a chunk finds a way. I intentionally stayed away from that so you could have it. Because I Jeff, know how much you love up. Jeff. He'll show up. He'll show up. Okay. He's my favorite. He'll, he'll, he'll okay. show up.
0: Okay. Uh, well, um, what… It would just take too long because of all the yeah, pauses. Yeah,
1: that's true. That's true. Be a four-hour episode.
0: Wait a yeah, go ahead. I'll go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll go ahead like this. <laughs> Doge,
1: mm-hmm. you're the hunk because um, tell me why. Because it's mine. Because I picked it. Because Dude, it's a- mine. Good. Very good. I sense. Hang on. Let's blank slate. Let's clear the air. I think we have been a little spicy with each other through this series. Because we did not define the central question of this series. No. What is a, what is a comfort movie?
0: I think Jurassic Park belongs here. I'm not going to okay. argue that. I, th- I think you're projecting. Like- I think you're projecting. Yep. I think no, I'm not you, projecting I think anything. It was, hey guys, let's do a potluck. And there was not much of a parameters except something that you grew up with and you love. I brought, I brought the Rice Krispies and Sprite. And you were like, I brought Masterpiece Barbecue Chips. You know, it's like, mine was… If I like the moment that you started arguing about Fifth Element, I was like, "This fool is untouchable right now." He's walking in with never having to feel it back. (laughs) That is not. That is not my goal. I know that's not not your goal. I know. But just a couple weeks ago, a couple
1: weeks ago, you said Doge can't even be vulnerable when he picks his comfort movie. And I want you guys to know. Did I say that? That 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 is accurate. That it's not accurate. My comfort movie just happens to be good. Sorry.
0: <laughs> and I, I wish you we had know video that for that you. didn't hurt my feelings because I've never been hurt and you'll never know that I've been hurt. I've never been hurt my entire <laughs> life and everything's all good. All gravy over here in camp. I'm, str- I'm strong like a triceratops. I have thick skin like I try ceratops. You, you know what can't I think me? is the real difference? I talked up being nervous about you guys not liking Brigsby Bear, but what what it boils down to is if you guys didn't like Brigsby Bear, I would just be firmly planted in camp. That's fine. You're just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a problem for me in a lot of ways yeah. in my life. But… It's also sort of admirable. Oh, it's very admirable. I'm amazing. Doge, why did you pick… <laughs> well, hold on. The movie Doge brought to the table <laughs> is… Uh, <gasps> Called, I forgot what word that was, and it's called Jurassic
1: Park. Why'd you pick it? Oh. It's a Dino Kid. Yep, I was a dinosaur kid, yep. hundred percent, hundred thousand my
0: Favorite TV series, dinosaur. Kid? I was a dinosaur kid. Yeah,
1: transformative. I don't know what I was a dinosaur. What are you talking about? It just, just sounds like it sounds like, a, it sounds like, like
0: something that would have been on PBS yeah. when I got home from school. every day. Oh, I was a. It would have been in between Wishbone and Zoom.
1: Sure. I was a dinosaur kid.
0: Yeah. Every dinosaur
1: thing was my thing. Sure. Land Before Time. In. 100%. Yep. We're Yep, back. A dinosaur story. Yep. I'm in. 100%. Almost picked that for this series, actually.
0: But it was too <laughs> vulnerable. But it was too vulnerable.
1: No, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't have a <laughs> way to watch to us, it.
0: You didn't want to let us in, did you?
1: I saw it on TV one or two times as a kid. And back in the late 1900s when I was a young boy, there was not a way to be like what's that movie called with the dinosaurs? Because everybody would be like, oh, there's a bunch of those. Which is it? And I was like, well, I don't know because I also don't know what it year. is. Isn't
0: that funny? It's the same year as Jurassic Park. Is it really? Yeah, both 93. Dinosaurs really had a moment. They, mm-hmm. Dinosaurs were huge, man. I had dinosaur pajamas.
1: I was, I was fully, fully dinosaur kid. Had all the dinosaur books. And so I don't even remember the first time I watched this. I honestly think I was probably like 10. Wow, uh, Really? Yeah, like this is this is not one that I remember watching like after school as a little a little tiny boy, which is probably good because it's it's rough, like it's scary, it's pretty violent. Yeah. Uh, but I also don't remember a time in my life. I don't remember sitting down to watch this for the first time. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's. I know I wasn't watching an episode of Arthur and then watching this, but it also I don't remember a time that I hadn't seen this.
0: I mentioned it was Star Wars. I had to discover nerd stuff kind of on my own. Uh, Mm-hmm. Being the son of a, a sportsman, um, you know things like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, superheroes. Those were mostly uh, things that I had to gravitate to and uh, dig for myself, dinosaurs included. So I don't think I saw Jurassic Park until yeah, late no, elementary intended, school. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Mine was visceral. I was eight years old, and it was the first PG thirteen movie, and I felt like I am a grown adult now mm-hmm. because yeah. I was eight and got to see a PG-13 movie but That's my parents, 5 years wow. early. My parents knew what was good. <laughs> they very much were like, "Hey, <laughs> this is one of the best things we've ever seen. We've got to show our kid. He loves this kind mm-hmm. of stuff." Yeah. So mm-hmm. it would be 2 years after it came out. I was cool. thinking while watching this um, I watched it last night and as I was watching I was like, "I think as long as you got yourself a kid that can like stomach some intensity, I I think this movie's totally fine to show to yeah. almost any age." Mhm. Mhm. Cuz it's dinosaurs. Do we need it's to? Amazing. Do we even need a synopsis? Do you want to synopsify? We have to do it. We do it all the time. We have to. I mean, it's in the constitution. I, I right? move. Here's my move. If Nick Reganis doesn't have one, Doge has to do it on his own. This week's IMDb synopsis was
1: written by Nick Reganis. Oh. had to be, had to be, had to be, had to be. In high hopes of putting the investors' minds at ease, John Hammond, the visionary billionaire entrepreneur and founder of the bioengineering company Ingen calls in three experts to witness the wonders of the first-ever dinosaur preserve. There, in the isolated island of Isla Nublar, the visitors' wide-eyed excitement will soon turn into pure horror. When the paleontologist Dr. Alan Grant, the paleobotanist Dr. Ellie Sadler, and the cynical mathematician Dr. Ian Malcolm come face-to-face with ferocious primeval reptiles on the loose after a devastating malfunction, now the ultimate apex predator, the Tyrannosaurus Rex, is on the hunt for fresh meat. Can they escape from the terrors of Jurassic Park?
0: We positively Ooh. must find a way to get in contact with Nick Reganus. I know. Right? Nick Nick is the best in the game.
1: Absolutely bar none. He's like our he hero be. and he
0: doesn't even know. And not that he would care, but I I I want we've I want him to know. We've had pretty good luck both heroes and villains to actually reach back out to us that we've contacted ourselves. Jesse Awuji. That's Everything true. From Jesse Jessie Awuji, Awuji to my Melissa gosh. Joan Hart. Jessie Awuji is a is still the best person He's in the a world. Treasure. Yes. Absolutely. Melissa Joan Jessie. Hart, I wouldn't say she reached back out so much as she responded to one Instagram post and was like, "Nah, get away." She was like, like, "Hey, I'm a so. She's like, "Hey, I'm in the carpool line." I'm picking great, up my kids Great right Melissa, right now. you dare. stole her idea. <laughs> how dare you call me a stealer? I hope stealer. a T-Rex eats your car. Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't want to…
1: I uh, I allegedly hope a T-Rex eats your car.
0: <laughs> allegedly. Oh, okay. Well, how do you talk about Jurassic Park? I know, I know a good place to start. Please. Go. I think there are two movies ever. I, I almost wanted to super dump that I could be <laughs> I think and there's I, there's probably more, I think. Well, l- let me get there. I'll explain why I only think there's two. Um. <laughs> I my super dump can't super dump can't be this because I wanted to super dump that I couldn't see it in theaters. Mm. Um, but I it feels like the only other thing that Jurassic Park in 1993 in movie theaters experience can be compared to is A New Hope. Like mm. it feels like you walked in. It's like I know outer space exists. We've I mean things like this have been around these epic operas and stuff like that. Then you walk in, you're like, oh, what is this? And it looks yeah. like things like… It looks magic. I'm sure you walk in… And obviously, our comparisons here. We've got… These guys are buddies. Lucas and Spielberg. Sure. But you walk into… I, I watched the 19… This movie is almost 30 years old. Wow. I watched the 1993 Jurassic Park last night with a super critical eye. Especially in the realm of like special effects. Mm-hmm. 30 years ago. you imagine watching this in 1993? Right. It is It completely melting. skews… It, it skews data for the next 10 years because nobody else was doing it still. Yeah. movies, Movies with the same budget and same thoughtful approach in 2002 and 2003 still didn't look like this. Mm-hmm. You had to do something completely different. You couldn't touch dinosaurs. What? Spielberg is like… He's already been like, you can't touch sharks… Now yeah. you can't touch dinosaurs. He's just yeah. taking real world things and, and owning them completely. So yes. I, I'm glad you brought that up because as I was watching last night, all I could think was I, I believe Steven Spielberg is at his best when there, he's got two strengths to me that separate him from almost anybody else in a similar category. And one is a creature of some kind, whether that is natural or fictional. You count E.T. in that? Yes, team? exactly. Yeah. Like some sort of Close some sort of yeah, some sort of creature is involved, yeah. and slash or man versus his own hubris is like a story that Spielberg just has a complete and total grip on. Yeah, he is so. I mean, because that's what Jurassic Park is, right? It's not really man versus dinosaurs; it's man versus his own hubris. It's man versus the audacity. To do this yeah. thing and the consequences thereof. Yeah. And Malcolm yep. is, is kind of our surrogate for that, it feels like. Yeah. For that narrative. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It is yep. so uniquely Spielberg with the wonder and sort of awe that exists in this movie. Yeah. Um, and then also like obviously we'll have plenty of time to talk about John Williams as well. There's so much there just outside of the movie itself, much less inside of it. But um, yeah, I think I think an important starting point for the conversation is uh, Mr. Sam Neill. Yeah.
1: I do love Sam Neill. What, can we backtrack a bit from Sam Neill and talk about the awe and the wonder oh, yeah, that Spielberg does sure. here? Because I think there are, watching this critically for the first time, Uh, and watching it uncritically for untold numbers of times before this, uh, I think there are two movies inside Jurassic Park. Okay. And I think a lot of folks remember the first one, even though it's mostly the second one. I think one of the movies inside Jurassic Park is one with outstanding creature effects. Yeah. And peaceful pastoral scenes of dinosaurs grazing in this open field. You've got a herd of brachiosaurs and then a herd of parasaurolophuses drinking water. And we've got this huge wide panning panning shot. John Williams is playing basically O'Shenandoah, like American folk melodies mm-hmm. uh, in that kind of pentatonic scale. Beautiful, peaceful, Which pastoral.
0: soundtrack is modern day American folk. At, at, exactly.
1: At and I think that's the movie people remember. Mm-hmm. When I think of Jurassic Park, I think of that scene where we first see the brachiosaur get on his hind legs and eat the leaves from the top of the tree— Uh, I got like emotional weirdly during that scene, almost cried during that scene in this watch because it's just something about the way that all works together. I think that might be like the most impactful reveal in cinema. Hmm. I I honestly cannot think of a moment where everything works together to be more powerful than that. It is on par pop culture wise with Yoda lifting Luke's ship out of the swamp on Dagobah. Sure. Uh, but that moment right there, uh, that's going to be my super pump. Just mm. the the way that we're able mm. to translate that feeling of like, if you take a screenshot of that, it is not impressive. The CG does not hold up. It looks pretty rough. But when everything is working in concert, it it bypasses that part of your brain and it just works. And you go, oh my God, that's a dinosaur. Yeah. And mm. you feel what what Dr. Grant feels in that moment. The other movie that is in this is the survival horror of all the dinosaurs are trying to eat us. Yeah. It's kind of wonky CG. We've got a herd of Gallimimuses running that don't look good at all. It looks worse than Star Wars episode one. Uh, and it's just like, man, this is kind of rough. Uh, and we've got like Lex the Hacker and like a bunch of stuff that's like, this is really stupid. Mm-hmm. And that's most of this movie. I think a lot of this movie is that category. But the other part of this movie… Is so strong that that and so innovative that that's the part people remember. And watching it this time, Jurassic Park is far from a perfect movie. It is not my favorite movie. There's a lot of stuff in it that's like, this is sucks. This is not good. Uh, but I think it speaks to the strength of that moment, capturing your audience with that wonder early on. That's in the first 20 minutes of this movie that like people are in. I think Spielberg could have done absolutely anything after that moment. And this movie has already solidified itself as people are going to say, this is one of the best movies they've ever seen in their life.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, I I really, I agree with you about the two movies in one. It absolutely has two distinct vibes that do work together very well because I think that that's, if this was a movie, this is not a movie about dinosaurs is my point. If this was a movie about dinosaurs, then I would say pick a lane. If this is a movie about, um, if this was, a movie about human relationships, I'd say pick a lane. But because this is a movie about the consequences, both good and bad, of humans overstepping the bounds of science and doing something they probably should not be doing... Both of these movies work in concert very well and kind of show the two sides of the same coin, which is mm-hmm. which is this is both awe-inspiring and absolutely terrifying and probably should not have been done. We get the yeah. yeah. One of the most famous quotes that I frequently forget is from Jurassic Park when Jeff Goldblum says, Your scientists were so busy <laughs> trying to figure out if they could do it, they didn't stop to think whether or not they should. Yeah. yeah. And and it sums this movie up perfectly. Yeah, this is this is just a as much as, uh, you know, if this was a real-life event, you know, we've got the best two hours, the most intense, satisfying two hours of these people's lives mm-hmm. <laughs> that they've ever had, which is followed by that, or, or, you know, it has a lot to do with the storm that comes in, but it is a perfect storm of so many things coming together for production because it feels like that Crichton and Spielberg are cut from the same cloth. Yes, very much. Because we've got a guy who's also done Westworld, yeah. which is the same thing. It's like you are so caught in this alternate reality and you're basically making… You are you are becoming God. Is Westworld Crichton? Kind of f- yeah. yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like recreating yep. man, you know? And so it's like, man, this makes sense. And it's it Very falls cool. in such a good place. I mean, and- it's
1: really the same story. It's a theme park that we right. think we
0: can control, but we can't. Right, yeah. right. And then when we talk about those two different stories that you were talking about, Dojo, I'm glad you started with that. Um, it does feel like we get another scene though that is the fear side of things the ominous fear and i think the the T-Rex reveal for me is more impactful than the the uh the Brachiosaur Brachiosaur um yeah when because i think of I Jurassic Park I, of I think the, of Jeff Goldblum looking out the back of a jeep as a T-Rex chases mm-hmm. that's what the scene i yeah, think of for sure but that's also a very alien jaws mm-hmm. you know that's the sure Spielberg Pretty brilliant with his reveals, yes, on a lot of things. As we're talking about that kind of horror vibe, and I do want to get to Sam Neill. I've, I, I think it's it, there's a lot to say there, but the Velociraptor breathing on the window of the kitchen is the scariest thing
2: ever. <laughs> yeah, ever. I'm yeah, go whatever. So, so the dinosaur
0: <laughs> effects in this
1: are so good, and I think it's because like it's a huge thing I guess in movie culture to talk about the dinosaur effect sure. in Jurassic park, right? There's only 12 minutes of CG dinosaurs in this whole movie even though this is a movie credited with creating CG creatures believable for the first time, right? Everybody knows all of that stuff. Uh I think that the the thing that is overlooked about this movie is the strength of the puppetry and animatronics. Mm-hmm. Like when we have the trike, the T-Rex, uh, the the triceratops who is sick. So good. That animatronic looks like an absolutely completely real creature. So good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, you know, there's the story of of we were going to do all the dinosaurs stop motion with this, uh, and then we did a, a bit of a, a bit of a creature test. Uh, if you've seen the stop motion tests, they're they're pretty convincing. They do a great mm. job, but it still looks like a stop motion maquette. Uh, and then we did just a CG test, and Spielberg was like, "This is the future, and if we're going to go for it, we've got to really go for it." So our animators, all of the guys who were stop motion animators were immediately converted over to the CG team for this movie, which that's a completely different skill set. I mean, you've got the basics of animation, but I can't get in and actually code like animation into this. This is before there was a GUI where you could move things around with a mouse. And so what they've done is they created puppets of the dinosaurs with sensors all along the dinosaur's body parts where these animators can move it, capture a frame, move it, capture a frame, move it, capture a frame. And they're animating the CG creatures stop motion and then interpolating the frames in between so that we get a smooth movement all the way across and the animation of these less than perfect models that are lit in a less than perfect way and composited into the scene in a way that is really frankly quite dated. The animation on the creatures themselves is absolutely phenomenal.
0: So I'll tell you where it, we already talked about where it doesn't work very well, which is that stampeding herd. Let me tell you where it works so well that I found myself being like, did they redo this? Did I accidentally watch like an updated version of this movie? And yeah. it is the final scene uh, inside right before the T-Rex attacks the Velociraptors when the Velociraptor crawling all over the skeleton. Yes. And I, I was like, that's definitely not an animatronic. It looks really good. Yeah. Like it looks modern. Yep. That moment yeah, before, before the T-Rex… Doesn't the T-Rex have a name? Oh, Mm-mm. I think… People have tried to name it. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. I don't know if that was… Yeah, right. but yeah, the, yeah. the the CG on the Raptors looks really, really good there. But I… Yeah. Man, okay. I want to… I got a couple things that I really want to hit. Uh, and please stop me if I brush over something you want to hit. Um, I do want to talk about Sam Neil, but now I'm deciding… Maybe let's save characters for back half discussion because I want to talk about the building of dread that takes place from the moment the movie starts… All the way until so our first T-Rex reveal. I've yeah. seen
1: this movie probably probably 30 times, 20 times. And I always forget that it starts with that guy getting killed by the raptor.
0: Yeah. hmm Yeah. And then we go back yeah. and all of a sudden it's like, okay, don't forget that happened, but let me update you on some other stuff. And then it's all the yeah. wonder and the magic of the park. And yet as we're looking at the Velociraptor enclosure, as we're looking at the electric fence that's designed to keep the T-Rex behind it, as we're looking at all these things and knowing they're all technology-based, they're electrical equipment. Yeah. Even before they say anything, it's like you're watching and going, what happens if it fails though? Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's one thing to like have these feelings again that are impressive to be like aesthetically, like Mm -hmm. look at the beautiful set and, you know, obviously the visceral Jeep colors that were chosen Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But it's another thing to feel pretty much the same way every time, like spiritually and emotionally. Yeah. I still got squirmy, which a good movie is not necessarily making you forget that these people are going to be okay. Right. It still has complete acknowledgement of of how we react. <laughs> and yeah, I I the dread for uh what's the boy's name? Tim. 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 I just look at his poor sweet bandana self at the yeah. beginning and I'm like, "You poor kid. This is going <laughs> yep. to be really bad." And I am so sorry. By the way, 10,000 volts would explode him like a piece of popcorn. I'm pretty sure. He would die. And maybe we didn't get that tin right when we right when we powered up. I don't know. Well, yeah, we and he wasn't it, he wasn't touching ground, so maybe it wasn't a full current. But still, if it's enough to yeah, blow you, sh- you off the fence like that, you you dead. Did make his ears yep. bleed though. You dead, so, which is the thing. Not my super dumb, but you know. Yeah,
1: uh, Duncan Oliver. Over on Quora has things to say about that. And he has a very, very… Wow, this is like eight paragraphs of why Tim probably wouldn't have
0: died. Oh, I, I couldn't be I less know. interested in what Duncan has to say, though.
1: Well, I'm not going to read it, but I trust Duncan all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't we all? I think that's… Isn't straight, that what it comes down that's to? That's such a… There is… A, I love… if If you're defending something that's absolutely ridiculous like that, that movie has impacted somebody culturally yes absolutely like, I love that because then somebody can be like okay now then let's talk about the dinosaurs <laughs> <laughs> yeah how do you feel about the dinosaurs being alive yeah we're again? cloning dinosaurs in this movie so i'm not going to get hung up on 10,000 volts not killing a kid but i do you know when you get specific when you get specific i better see specific results that's all i'm saying <laughs> um but i uh i know that i said i'm not going to talk about any characters yet but i lied just do it, man. You've been teasing it and then unteasing it since we started. It's, it's my favorite thing to talk do about it's Dr. Grant. I'm not going to talk about Dr. Grant, actually. I'm going to save that for the back half. I'm going to talk about my super dump. Okay. I wish you guys could see my cat's full arm under the door trying to reach his toy that he just kicked under the door. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If he starts
1: jiggling the handle, then
0: you'll know you're in a real JP yeah, situation. I'm in, <laughs> I'm, I'm in trouble. My super dump for Jurassic Park is Wayne Knight's story. Okay. I don't feel like what we need... uh, It's not Wayne Knight. I think he's very fun. I think he's funny. And I think a kind of uh, pissed off tech engineer is a great character that can cause the catalyst for everything. As I'm watching last night, all I can think is if this guy is just a coward who tries to get off the island when everything goes crazy and then can't fix anything... I like this better than trying to like sell everything out for so much money and then wasting all this time on him in the jeep getting pulled like flipped over and stopped in the mud and shot with the acid dinosaurs. I feel like there is a tighter version of his storyline that instead of him intentionally shutting everything down and then trying to leave involves the storm coming and all these guests there, and he's just like, I'm out. I got to get out of here. I set it to run itself. Yeah. You should be fine. And then it fails on its own. Because I think part of the hubris storyline… That's line, his hubris. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think part of the hubris storyline for him would be assuming that he did a good enough job programming this that he doesn't need to be sitting there monitoring it. And then that's hmm. when it fails. Rather than him shutting it down on his own. And I understand this is a, a hubris hubris to him trying to get money and then basically dying. Right. But I think that's the
1: beginning of a kind of dumb thing about the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise that people are always trying to buy and weaponize these dinosaurs. Right? Yeah. That's so dumb. Like, we don't try to weaponize lions. Right. Like, I'm not going to strap a well, gun. I'm not going to strap a gun to a lion and be like, this is my soldier now. We emotionally, that's so stupid. We emotionally
0: weaponize lions in The Lion King mm. and we cry. Mm. Yeah. And we use them to teach me about grief. <laughs> Do we kind of need him to be the breadcrumb for other installments though, right? Like… But I don't He's important. That. I know. There shouldn't be other installments. <laughs> like the dino DNA needs to be uh, away from lock and key, right? It like has to get out. But it's done. I mean, it, it can only sit in that little cold storage thing
1: for 36 yeah, that's hours.
0: that's true. And it's buried under all that mud. Yeah. All right. I get it. I do love the flip side of that is I do love when they talk about the… What they call the lysing contingency… Yeah, um, I love they that they that. have a built-in failsafe to the actual biological dinosaurs themselves. Yo, th- yeah. th- th- you can tell this was a book. Yeah, you for know, it's like sure, this, yeah. dude. Crichton for sure is a pretty master world builder. I think he's, he's, a he's done boy. a lot of really good stuff, and I think he gets buried underneath the Martins and the Tolkens and stuff like that. But like, he's—I think he's—he's he's prepared to counter-argue. I have, and I think heard- that's what makes this movie stand. Conversations about Michael Crichton, where it's like he's a great author, but he gets so bogged down in making sure everything is so airtight that it's almost boring to read. It's like pseudo that's scientific. Like, yeah. yeah, it's kind of yeah. It's the science side, which of I, Tolkien, I I, I admire. Exactly. I think that's fun. Yep.
1: I think he's not talked about in the same breath as those fellows because he is much pulpier.
0: Yeah, sure. His sure.
1: novels, it's way airportier, where it's like ripped from the headlines. Stephen
0: you know I mean? Stephen King, right? <laughs> yeah, except. You can't compare them because King doesn't care. Yeah, the, ble- the bleeding edge of science—your fears
1: made manifest. Yeah, yeah. Michael yeah,
0: Crichton's yeah. like we built in—we built the dinosaur clones without lysine in them, so that if we don't give them lysine every so often, they will die, and that protects us from them escaping. And Stephen King's like, you bite the tongue of a god to see into space, and that's how you kill him. Well, aside,
1: <laughs> from, aside
0: from lysine. <laughs> He's like. Didn't right. It, it makes sense because it's every 27 years. It's just every 27, every 27. Like he just comes up yeah. with it. Right. It's every 27 years. He's so it's strange up, that they did… It's strange the that they of- did…
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's strange that they did lysine and also made them all female.
0: Yeah. Well, the all female was so that they wouldn't have unexpected extra dinosaurs. The lysine was so that if they ever got out, they would die on their own. Yeah. I
1: guess that's true. I guess you'd need a double that's
0: contingency, good. right? But I love… I love the conversation about… Um, the lysine and the fact that they're all female and I love what is it Mr. DNA or whatever his name is the cartoon that yeah. like a yes. real dinosaur basically just dinosaur. trucks its shoulder through about 45 minutes of exposition in about 3 minutes yeah. just to make sure you're all caught up to speed but absolutely works, yeah. it absolutely works because that does. would be what the theme park, park would do yes 100% yeah. what, a, what an acknowledgement of the theme park environment by the way That was that was great that is actually one of my favorite things about this story is that it is a yeah theme part. It's not a zoo. It's not a zoo. Yeah. It's Disney World with dinosaurs. It's Animal Kingdom so that's, but with dinosaurs. That is one thing
1: Nick Reganus did in, in their synopsis refer to it as a dinosaur preserve and it is decidedly yeah, not is a it? preserve. It is not about maintaining uh, like a safe it and… Is spectacle. And absolutely. Yeah. It, it, they don't care about the animals. The animals are a prop to get to the goal. The animals are not the priority. Like they would be at a preserve or a sanctuary.
0: Which is why… Sam Neill, and um, good grief Laura Dern have such an issue with the park when they yeah. first get there. Specifically, Laura Dern is like, are we taking care of this dinosaur that's dying right here? Well, right. that's
1: one thing that I love about this movie that I don't feel like the others do very much. No. Dr. Grant, whenever, whenever Lex is concerned about metasaurs, <laughs> Dr. Grant talks about T-Rex and he said, T-Rex is going to do what it does. It has no motive. You know, his whole thing is like the they're animals. they They are not planning on how to eat us. They just have, they do what they do, you know? And I think that's a way that this is different than even Jaws. Jaws the shark does seem to have a bit of motive Bruce. and a bit of a grudge. Yeah. And like, I think other installments in this franchise do treat our dinosaurs as movie monsters they're more god more godzilla than like an escaped tiger but this movie with the exception of of like some the raptors pretty questionable intelligence in the raptors at the very end when they're opening doors but some animals can do that we largely treat our dinosaurs as if they're actual animals like uh uh-oh we're stuck in this dinosaur place and and none of them have any motive they don't recognize us they don't know who we are they're just doing what they do. Right. And that right. happens
0: to be eating smaller animals yep. of which we are one. If you wanted to have a meal, you could be as cheap as you want and you could still be full. You could go spend $5 at Wendy's and you'll have enough. $5 biggie bag, baby. Sometimes there's experiences that are wine-paired eight-course meals. And it feels like Jurassic Park could have been so cheap. I think there are they are they they are… Using so many cheap tricks, but they are so thoughtful and sommeliered that it is like nothing we've experienced. Spielberg did not have to bolster the universe of Jurassic Park with information, and yet he chose to anyway. And I love it. Yes. Yeah. No, it's. it's, it's, Yeah, we talk about how theme parky it is like the educational tour, the behind the scenes tour. Which is just the rotating ride mm-hmm. that shows you the, the glass. Lo- of-
2: the lawyer? Are these
0: auto… Uh, erotica? erotica? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I almost con- called him my least favorite character. But I think what I mean by that is that I love That's to hate s- him. Yeah. Yes. That's the point. Yeah. 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 So I, yeah. it's not that I actually dislike him in this movie. I, I love him in this movie because of how terrible he is. Yeah. Because of Crichton, uh, the, villains, the villainous characters are a little more nuanced… Mm-hmm. Because if it's up to Steven, it's like the CIA or Nazis, you know? <laughs> right. If it's up to Spielberg, it's like, well, duh, it's Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spielberg even
1: kind of sanded out some of the corners of Hammond and the novel. He's far more cynical, definitely only mm. about money. And in Spielberg's version, he's a misguided optimist. Mm-hmm. He just wants to impress people. He wants to actually show them something real.
0: I think I like that better… Um I do too as a concept. I, like that a lot. I think I like, and part of that is probably just Attenborough is charming. And so I don't want oh, to have to hate him. But yeah. um I think I just like I like the idea of this park. Something about a hubris story makes a well-meaning mistake more interesting than a yes. selfish one. Yes, what a what a great way to put it. Yeah. And and I, and I think it's more fun to watch. The other thing that's really fun to watch is our bank accounts get swelled. Get big. I mean, Let's make those we, dino but We gotta <laughs> make dino Dolores, baby.
1: From what Dolores from Westworld? Shout announcements.
0: Welcome to Shout Announcements, the part of the show where we give shout outs and make announcements. Carter, take it away. Carter?
1: Carter. Well, I guess he's. I guess he left. Here. He just said. He just said. Oop, and left. ran off.
0: So I guess maybe he had a poop emergency. Carter. Carter he's, said, "Oh, don't care oh, about this. Hold anymore. on. It, it actually looks like he's Wait, coming back. Okay, I think he's Do ready. We have so, Carter. Uh, okay. Actually, already in shout announcements. So if you want to go ahead. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Are we actually? Yeah. 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 I knew that. Patreon. <laughs> 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 Listen, if you want some more content, if. If one conversation about Fifth Element wasn't enough, you could pay $3 <laughs> and hear us talk about it more. We have to do that Patreon. episode again. <laughs> <laughs> we have a $3 tier of Patreon, which uh, gives you an extra vote in our voting series, which I'll talk about in a little bit, and gives you those exclusive episodes. Most recently, Lego Batman, and then soon to happen, The People versus Dozier against his uh, reworking reiterating his dislike for the fifth element. Uh, there's also the $5 tier, which gets you into essentially the the more uh, behind-the-scenes, like, two-chunks community. That's a growing uh, community that we have on Discord to where we just kind of all get to interact with, ch- with each other. There's uh, more channels than you can count on two hands uh, that are just full of really fun stuff. Uh, as Early access to being able to be in box office ball for the coming years, among many things. But outside of that, something to be a part of a community that's just going to be—I uh, mean, every day. Has there been a day, no. that y'all can think of that we haven't said anything? No, it's so constant. It's been—it's actually it's blowing been awesome. up, kind of but, right now, actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it really? Um, that three to five dollar tier, any of those tiers, gets you that extra vote, and that's very important right now, and very important for this day. If you're looking at the clock in your home, uh, if you if you wound it over the weekend so that the time is right. Uh, Or if you are in your car looking down at your analog or digital, whatever you chose, if it's that new uh, time, if it's 5 p.m., you might have run out of time. But we've got an extra vote for a series that we are doing starting next week. We are going through video game movies. Uh, And there's a lot of them out there. And there's a lot of places to put your opinion. And you choose the top five that we will be reviewing. So you have until 5 p.m. You can choose one that you just want us to talk about. Uh, you can choose one that's one of your actual favorites. You can choose one that you haven't seen but have always wanted to and want to have maybe a, an accompaniment with that because I know some people love uh, doing that with our podcast. But you can go and do all of that. Don't forget to uh, throw it on over to Jordan for rating and reviewing while you're at it. Rate and review our show. No, no, no. Carter said, I could take the whole thing. But then Jordan kind of did say something about like rating and
1: reviewing. No, you can't. you can't chicken out like that. Well, you can't T-Rex out like that.
2: can't
0: T-Rex out like that. Go rate and review. Um, iTunes is still kind of the algorithm that a lot of the podcast charts run by, but Spotify is still important. Here's the thing. If you do both, it doesn't really take that much time regardless. It's still like under a minute. I would imagine that many of you that listen to podcasts have either of those applications on your phone uh, that you can just go in and, and click on that. I have not found a way to review Spotify for a podcast on a desktop have y'all? Mm-mm. Phone I it seems Spotify to be the only does way. Does Spotify have written so, reviews? I don't no. think so. Just no. stars. I was going to say you could just copy and paste your iTunes review. I would accept that. I would accept that too if you could. You could do both. But yeah, you can do the star reviews on either of them. You do get the chance to actually write in a review for uh, the iTunes side. But that'd be great. And it's, it's more about like trying to get the word out. You know, you could have two chunks just to yourself for the rest of your life and that'd be great. That's good. It doesn't really affect you. But do you want more people to be a part of that? That's kind of how our Discord community got built. is because somebody said, hey, have you listened to this? I have. And now they have a place to go, a tribe to talk movies and all sorts of things. So do it. How do you think he did, Jordan? Uh, I think it's pretty good. I think uh, like him yeah, like an A minus. Like
2: a-. Yeah, it was all right. It was pretty good. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
0: you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
3: Sam Neill. Finally, we're here. We made it. I, really, I built it up too much at the
0: beginning. That's why I pushed into the back half. I just was excited to talk about him because he's not an actor I think of a lot, but I really like him here. I like his arc of... Yeah. Um, like learning That's that great. he actually enjoys like sharing an interest with young people and educating them on things that he's really excited about. And also yeah. uh, he gets his hero moment when he decides that he's going to protect the kids when the lawyer runs away and gets eaten while he poops. And yep. um, <laughs> I don't know. I just really appreciate Sam Neal in this. I think he's a very like grounded character in the middle of all this craziness. And he is… Yeah. Just the perfect
2: the perfect cast.
1: Our main three of of Dr. Grant, Dr. Sadler, and Dr. Malcolm are absolutely wonderful characters. Agreed, agreed. Um, absolutely. That's an instance in which it would have been easy for this movie to be cheap. You know, we could have had any of the humans from the Godzilla King of the Monsters stuff we we watched last year about this time. It was just like they're only there to run away from the big thing. Yep. Uh yep. but this movie, yeah, it just we we didn't need them to be as well written as they are. But yep. here they are. So
0: my super pump for Jurassic Park is the Ellie and Malcolm dynamic. Um, not not Malcolm flirting with her specifically, but something that I, I don't man, this is the loudest chair. Sorry for the squeaks.
1: Yeah, that's right. The
0: Ellie and Malcolm dynamic in this movie is so unique and I, I don't think I've heard very many people talk about it but for 1993 it seems interesting and special because Jeff Goldblum is the eye candy the obligatory eye candy in the 1990s movie here um Laura Dern is not why do you think
1: he's he's lounging like right, Lionel Richie right. with his shirt fully
0: open La- yeah Laura Dern is never really visually sexualized in this movie no. at all and On top of that, we have another flip where Jeff Goldblum is damseled and Laura Dern is the Ripley B.A. woman running into every situation headfirst, unafraid, doing everything. She puts the team on her back and none of it's subliminal either. We're also talking about this.
3: We're actually having conversations
0: about this. It's so good. I think that um, I don't often enough think of Ellie's character when um, awesome heroines come up. But she's yeah. so good, she's so competent. And mm-hmm. um, she's all over this movie. She's she's doing important stuff from top to bottom. And yeah. Jeff Goldblum is hilarious. He's very Jeff Goldblum in the best possible way. Uh, but he's yeah. the one that is… Sort of hurt and rescued, and I don't know yeah. I, that dynamic seems so antithetical to the '90s to me. And I it imagine really my like
1: surprise it. watching it. Yeah, watching it to see that Dr. Sadler is like not at all delegitimized because she's a woman in the way that a lot of '90s movies tend to delegitimize women. Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah. Well, and also too, if you want to talk about the the script flipped a little bit, is that Dr. Grant is the nurturer for the kids. Yep. Yeah. He's he's got them, you know, in the in like napping to get sleeping together and like just taking care of them and protecting them in that sense too. I love it. My super pump is the acting, and we've kind of already touched Ooh, on it sure. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But I do think this is not the same if it's if it's not acted in, well. Can I say and including the kids? I'm saying every yeah. single person. There's not a single person that's not even even if we have a semi static Samuel L. Jackson. It doesn't matter. Like, he's, he's still great. He gives us like, hold on everyone this twice. is twice. This yes. is
1: the least Samuel L. Jackson that Samuel L. Jackson has ever been. I noticed <laughs> oh. that while watching. It's like, he, this is the only time I can ever think of him being just… He's just a guy.
0: He's just a regular dude doing yeah. his thing. You know, he's… There I is, think that's why people forget he's I in know. this. Right. It's because it's like barely there. But no, absolutely every single actor in this, even our hunter, even our, even our clever girl… Robert Muldoon, yeah. His gorgeous thighs and all. Like this guy is, those shorts, I own a pair of shorts like that now and I'm realizing maybe there was some influence there. (laughs) But I think the acting here, because it's having good actors for this story is an homage to, or it is a uh, in reverence to a good written story by Crichton. Like I think the dinosaurs are not the canvas for the humans and the humans are not the canvas for the dinosaurs. It's a great balance. And it's one of those things to where we just are spoiled because we get both most of the time. They're in the scenes together most of the time. Uh, I, you could even argue all of the time because we already said that the, the we see the Velociraptor eat somebody at the very beginning. So much like Jaws, it's always on our mind. It's like when yeah. you find out Hannibal Lecter was there for 12 minutes. You know, it's 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 so brilliant and it had to be acted well. The moments we have... When Ellie is across uh, from Hammond at the table and so much yeah. has already gone down and they're sitting on opposite ends of this massive table and talking through the dynamics of this park and for her to just be like, can't you see? Like, I get this, but don't you understand why this is not working? You and know? Like, sure. like, sure, next time we'll do it this way. It's yeah. all so well written. I think one of the things that I forgot about until I watched again was… Just the script is pretty brilliant. I think the conversations that we're having, whether it's the stuff that's getting spoon-fed of something that makes it realistic as to why dinosaurs are walking the earth in 1993, or it's just the dynamics of demographics and the current American culture and like all sorts of stuff. Man versus beast, man versus God. Like it's, it's, it's so good. And yeah, the crux of it is those three. Um, I went to London and uh, in, in some, I'm going to sound so Attenborough right now, but like I like went to England for dissertation study stuff. So <laughs> I had
2: just… I
1: went,
0: I went to England for dissertation study it stuff. It was a marvelous time for me. Um, outside of the, uh, sorry, the London Bridge, okay, there was a statue. Did they rebuild it? They did. After it fell down? Okay. After it fell down. Yeah. Okay. My yeah. Fairly. And nobody talks about nobody, nobody talks about Fergie in the UK. Sure. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I had left London to find out the next day is when they erected that statue <laughs> of, Jeff, of Dr. Okay. Malcolm on the lawn by the London oh, Bridge. It's, so it's good. massive. Oh. I had just missed it, and that would have been a, a highlight for me, which is hilarious. But Jeff Goldblum, we, we did a, a Discord. We have a channel in Discord called Fives. And it's the top five of something. It's fun to just kind of get to know people better by how they rank things. And Goldblum's my number one for just people that I love in Hollywood. I just think I'm down for anything that he does. And I think this is my favorite Goldblum character. I think mm. Dr. Malcolm is my favorite. And I forget, he's an, of the three, he's by far the least in this movie yeah um, because he's the damn… because he wait gets till JP2. yeah right, wait till JP2, but he's he's one of the only reasons I like that one, but yeah, sorry, all that to say. I'm just the acting was is is really I think underrated because it's just kind of looked as a full package a lot of the times, and we get to talk about the big shiny objects before we actually talk about the root of it has to be how this story was portrayed by our actors, and it's phenomenal. Have we done any other Jeff Goldblum's on the show? Uh, I believe so Ragnarok. Yeah. Besides Ragnarok. Oh wow!
1: I didn't know there was a caveat. <laughs> besides well, that one, besides dummy. the other one
0: that we've actually done.
1: Yeah. I feel like we have, but I don't remember. We have to have, right? I don't know if we just maybe talked about it a lot. We've never done Independence Day. Yeah.
0: We've never done the fly. Never done Cats versus Dogs. We've done. <laughs> have we done any Wes Andersons? I don't think so. No. We sh- it, that's a crime. Isn't that wild. Well, I guess we maybe haven't. not. Maybe this is our
1: first real. I guess we don't. I guess we haven't really talked about very many movies. Huh.
0: That's why We should talk about more movies. Jeff Goldblum. Can I finish a this treat. one first? He's a total. Yeah, treat. he really is. Just all the
1: time. What, an, what a weird performer.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, he does. What, Are yeah. he and Nick Cage cut from the same cloth? Absolutely. Um, and Chris Walken. Oh, say. yeah, yes. They all just still get to be them, <laughs> and sometimes they pull it off. I think Most that's what's so
1: weird about Sam Jackson in this. Is that he sort of does that yeah. and everything? He kind of just, well. He's is definitely him. never been this helpless. He's. I also never. can't ever remember him having hair, other than this movie,
0: Pulp Fiction. He has a fro. Yeah. Does.
1: Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, but
0: yeah, very often not a lot of hair. But he's very yeah. Sam yeah. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. And he's very not Sam he Jackson is. here. Yep. I'm kind of super dumb. Now, oh, I Sorry. was about oh, to. Yeah, you go. Too late. Too late. Get on my level. Uh, ninety nine point seven percent of this is fictionally believable. I'm making up a, a new mm-hmm. phrase because things that we acknowledge aren't real, but I'm understanding the world. They seem the real. Yeah. Until we have our decom moment. Yes. Yep. Where Lexi… <laughs> <laughs> Where Lex uh, goes in and hacks.
1: Yep. Super dumb <laughs> as well for Are you kidding me? me?
0: <laughs> That's the worst <laughs> thing about this
1: whole movie easily. You know
0: how bad that was? Eight-year-old Carter who saw it for the first time was like, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it didn't take much. Uh, yeah, it didn't take much for that to stand out. And it is not. It It's not needed. I think she had… Did we have to try and give her… Do, does she not have anything until that moment to contribute to keeping people safe, right? Was she one of the ones that, they, that we had left that was like, oh, we got to do something for her to do smart so that the girl's little girls who watch this can relate and have a hero. Like I'm not sure what the
1: intentionality was behind that just to maybe give her something to do in this movie other than be scared about veggie But this it feels like I made that joke earlier about ripped from the headlines, but that is kind of like the the crux uh the the hook for a lot of this kind of writing is like genetic science is advancing and and this seems like it's possible. We know how to do it, we just don't have the Resources to do it, whatever. Young teens like, like Atari,
0: was, so she knows how computers right, it was, work.
1: This was ripped from the
0: headlines by a group
1: of old men who did not know what computers right. were.
0: Yeah. You know, there's a there's actually a, an entire uh, subreddit called "It's a Unix system" that is devoted to bad movie hacking. <laughs> it's just all about bad <laughs> hacking. Yeah. This and, is the and worst. This is
1: like the whole GUI, the like visual representation of the file hierarchy of the parts is unbelievably
0: stupid. Apparently. <laughs> That was a real thing. Really. Yeah, I looked that up cuz I was so blown well, for away like for like children's computer games no. for Pajama Sam, no. that was a real thing. It was a it was a real it was a like um what's the word I'm looking for De- not demo, like an early stage prototype of a file storage system visualizer yeah. that was actually part of a Unix-based uh really? like Yeah, so so you're saying that's realistic. Uh,
1: not the that she knows' the best how to part do of this it. movie,
0: not that she knows how to do it necessarily, but like the visual of it specifically was actually something that was trying to exist at that time that they thought looked futuristic mm. and went with it, and it it does not work. yeah but this it movie did birth uh does one of our collective favorite movie jokes, which is Hacker Man from uh, yep. uh Kung Fury um, <laughs> so, so we have we have this movie to thank for that, I suppose, which is a lot of fun, yeah. Oh, that's
1: rough. Every time I watch this movie, I get embarrassed by that. Part. <laughs> it's yeah. like, listen, I love this
0: movie. Like you're showing it I to
1: somebody. <laughs> I I cannot sanction that part. Yeah, it's unsanctioned
0: rough. buffoonery. <laughs> and I you there's so many there has to be 50 scenes or images that I remember viscerally. And I didn't realize until this watch that one of them is the way she holds the mouse. Her thumb is on top of the mouse. What's happening? Like a Why criminal. Are, are you kidding me? She should go to jail. If there's anything ludicrous has taught us, it's you don't… Ha- it- hackers don't hold a mouse that way. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Callie looked up that actress uh, on Instagram last night while we were watching and her Instagram bio is oh, actually I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> that's, or that's whatever, really whatever the line is. It might not be actually… Yeah, whatever it is, that's her. That's her Instagram bio, which is very funny. That's fun. and she read it at we'll the moment it. that she said it, which that Lex like, said it. That's so fun. Which is pretty fun. Yeah, the I
1: think the, the way we the way we feel about that is probably how a lot of paleontologists feel about the sure, movie. Sure, because or the notion like Dr. <laughs> Grant, yeah, Dr. Grant is pretty pretty much laughed out of the paleontology community for suggesting that dinosaurs. Uh, Turned into birds, but that was pretty widely accepted by this point in time. That was not a controversial opinion to take. Yeah.
0: Do you think there? So we've we've talked about before. My uncle uh, that used to work for NASA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so. Yeah. And so, like, he loves Apollo thirteen, but. Hates <laughs> Armageddon because it's, it's like <laughs> yeah. he's like for real. Do you feel like paleontologists feel that way about Jurassic Park? Maybe not, right? I
1: think they don't because the thing that Jurassic Park is selling is not here's how to make dinosaurs. Right. The thing yeah. Jurassic Park is selling is is the first movie, the one that people remember is the wonder of can you believe these creatures? Well, I read
0: that they yeah, existed. Paleontology, they were yeah. paleontology experienced. Since the release of Jurassic Park, a the boom. biggest boom it had ever seen yep. in its history.
1: That excellent that's book so. I recommend to any any grown-up dinosaur kids out there. If you were a dinosaur kid when you were little, check out The Rise and Fall of the Dinosaurs by Stephen Prescott. He's a paleontologist that's who fun. basically takes you through uh, the entire history of the dinosaurs all the way from uh, like the proto-dinosaurs before… Uh, before they really evolved onto the scene through the synapsids, through the pseudosuchian branch. It's absolutely fascinating. It's one of the best books I've ever read in my life. And it's incredibly dry and so boring to somebody who was not a dinosaur kid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Spielberg, a couple of things I want to say before we wrap up. Uh, Spielberg and Lucas are curators of one of America's top exports, and that's culture, mm. our culture mm-hmm. that gets exported and, uh, Obviously, Lucas with with Star Wars and how much that has changed the world, and you can go back and listen to that series if you'd like. We did all of them, um, but then Spielberg. I mean, really, it is bizarre that we don't have Shark Week without Spielberg. I don't think. Um, sure. We definitely don't have the added sections of your local museum for like digging up. I, I, maybe, maybe it comes around, right? But don't you like think maybe it was somebody gets absolute. to it if he doesn't first? Yeah absolute both feet in in my hands and i just launch you. Mm -hmm. Like, it had to mm -hmm. be. For Dinah, like, that's so wild to me when movies like that have such an influence. And one of the best ways to collect data on how many people saw this movie is what it made in the box office. And this is one of the most fun ones to talk about. In 1993, this cost $63 million, which was semi-risky because that's a lot of money. But we had Spielberg, who kind of already had figured himself out. But even he… Did not fully expect $1.1 billion in, in revenue. Wow. 1.1. Oh, and yeah. now, granted, that's the current state. Jurassic Park has had a few re-releases. But they were flirting with a billion in the early yeah. 90s. What? That's crazy. I know we're about to rate. Mm-hmm. But before we
1: do so, I, I do need to offer one retraction, one correction… Steve Broussat, Stephen L. Broussat wrote the book I talked about. I looked up. I'm pretty sure I said Stephen Prescott. I looked it up. I, that's a urologist somewhere in the United States. I don't know. That's not a real person. Uh, so the Tinkle Doctor did not write the dino book.
2: Oh, Steve man.
1: Broussat wrote the dino
0: book. Oh, then I'm He'll out. scope your urethra though. He'll definitely do that. Ew. Ouch. What? It's for health. We're going to write this movie. It's what? It's good. Carter, it's good for you. We're going to rate this movie using the same science that dared to ask if it could, but not Mm, if it should. Dang. The scientific cinema scale is perfect and as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy Buy that poster." poster. The next best thing is buy it that's followed by rent it and then stream it. After that is forget it and last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God, God hath forsaken, forsaken us. us. I'll go first. Um, I'm buying the poster for Jurassic Park because it's Jurassic Park and it's obvious. Um, You know, I know we gave Doge a hard time earlier because he picked like Jurassic Park um, and I'm glad we did it. He deserved it. So yeah, I'm going to buy the poster for Jurassic Park. Among many other Spielberg props and pieces and sets and stuff that I saw at the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures in LA was Jurassic Park things. They actually had some of the stop-motion models that weren't used. They were showing in one of the educational… Y'all would absolutely, obviously would love Mm. this. I'm so jealous of you. In one of the educational uh, sections of the museum, they kind of show the process that they had to eventually get to the T-Rex. So they show the motion capture stuff, tell the story about how that wasn't going to work. This team gets converted. And then they have the robotic head of the T-Rex in that museum. Wow. And when I was at the museum, I got emotional. I was looking literally at the skeleton of a big robot puppet and got emotional because I just got all of the feelings again. And it just, it so easily happens. We talked about all the visceral images. I I don't look at the word amber the same way. Right. Mosquitoes in the summer annoy me. But I do joke to myself that, well, someone's going to go be able to make another Carter. Um, even though we've had… 65 million years from now, there'd be Carter too. Yes. Even though since the times of like apocalypse now and before that we've had helicopters flying over tropical locations, it's never the same as it is in Jurassic Park. Seeing birds fly at the same pace you are. Like it's it's… Buy the poster for me. And it's because not only is it a massive cultural influence for many people, it's just, it's so wrapped around my mm-hmm. heart. Like, I love Jurassic Park.
1: Poster for yeah. me, obviously. It's my <laughs> comfort movie. But even if this was the first time I was seeing it, I think I'd buy the poster. Because as a as an adult dinosaur kid, this movie is an absolute dream to watch. And even… I think the way my brain is. Why we talked before, like years ago, about uh, when when our friend Ty Ellis did the the commission pieces for us uh, of mm-hmm. us as our favorite movie characters. We talked about how like accidentally we we like selected movie characters that align with our core values, uh, <gasps> and talked about how like. Uh, you guys pointed out, like, I think you love Indiana Jones because he knows more than everybody else, and that's how he saves the day, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And that's Doctor Grant's whole deal. That's Doctor said All the heroes in this movie are like, no, we actually know more about dinosaurs than you do. I know more about the plants than you do. I know more about the chaos theory than you do. I know more about yeah. how to not get eaten by a T. Rex than you do because your yeah. vision is based on movement. You're a uh, fan
0: of, you're a fan of the Terminal Degree, exactly. <laughs> it's it's yeah. just.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I think there is no world in which I don't absolutely love this movie.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yep. Um, we didn't talk about it, Doge, but the the food did. Did we miss that? The food that you brought to the table. For oh yeah, the comfort food. Oh my gosh,
1: go we totally didn't talk about that. Yeah, I uh, did have
0: some nuggies and uh, mac, mac. I did and
1: cheese. as well. Nuggets and mac
0: and cheese. Yep. I yeah. had Dino nuggets. Yep. <laughs> How was that? You got dino dino nuggets, yeah. You know what's funny is they taste better mm. because they're dino. Is shaped. that weird? They do. They genuine. Like Callie and I were talking. We were like, why don't we have dino nuggets every week of our lives? Carter, That's what amazing. kind of nuggets did you have? I had Chick Fil A. I, I had to go by, for easy access.
1: We got some so, from Walmart that are like Chick Fil A dupes, basically. You guys have probably mm-hmm. seen those on TikTok, where they're like, yeah, make them in the air fryer and like. We had those and, and macaroni and cheese. And there is something about chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese that just absolutely hits mm-hmm.
2: of course. no matter how old of
1: you course. are. course. No matter how yeah. old you are. It's just something transformative in that meal that made me feel like I was a dinosaur kid. Yeah, we
0: had Tyson dino nuggies and Kraft Ooh. mac and cheese. Um, Ooh, that's that sounds it. that's the, so that's, good. Yeah, it, That's the filtered drink. I would
1: love that right now.
0: Of course. Yeah. I mean… I said…
1: So I did tell you guys that that it was… You get bonus points if you get a little Debbie gingerbread. I did not do that. I didn't do that either. I couldn't find them. I could have sworn they were sold year-round. I'd
0: never heard of them.
1: No, I thought they were sold year-round because I distinctly remember eating them year-round as a kid, and now I'm wondering if my parents just bought a bunch of boxes of them at Christmas time and were giving me old gingerbread men all the it's all the year long.
0: It's very possible. So I did
1: have a, I had an oatmeal cream pie instead. And let me tell you, chicken nuggets with macaroni and cheese and an oatmeal cream pie for dessert made me feel like I need to go outside and play in the sprinklers or something like I felt like a
0: child. For (laughs) sure. You got me wondering where my Pog collection is right now bro. (laughs) (laughs) That's where it takes me. (laughs) I'm like how much do those sell for?
1: Dang. What a! I really, in, I really enjoyed the curated snack experience for this. That was that such was a fun, fun addition. It, it felt like an series. ARG. That was fun. It felt like it was like, <laughs> it, it was like we gotta,
0: we gotta add to the experience. We should, we should look for more real world addendum to our series. That's very yeah. fun. I like I a snack recommendation yeah. every once in a while. I think that's that's <laughs> cool. A good time. I would like to point out that. Yours was more of a dinner I had to make than it was a snack that I could yeah, eat during the movie. Totally, but
1: <laughs> because it wasn't comfort snack, it was comfort food. What is your food to eat? I would say cereal and milk is a meal. Mm, yeah, It can be. It can't be. It can be. Mine sure was. <laughs> Carter's was the only one that was actually a snack. That's yeah. true. <laughs> It's because Carter's such a snack compared to the two oh, of us, sky. honestly. Stop! I he's think trying to make up. I don't he's know trying to make you kids
0: up talk. But I think that's it. It's
1: Carter. It's Carter with two C's. It's Kakarter. It's
0: Kakarter. <laughs> Kakarter the <laughs> snack. No, it's just, it's K-Carter. 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 You can put that C anywhere K-Carter. you want, bro. Carter. Carter. Well, don't forget to tune in next week as we begin our video game movie series. Uh, votes Man, are it just theoretically stop. still open if you're listening to this as it drops. So. <laughs> Yes. Run, don't walk to the polls. And if you're a patron, you, you have until to- 5 p.m.
1: Tuesday, March 29th. 5 p.m. Tuesday, March 29th, polls you close.
0: You can turn the tides of this if you're a patron. So, uh, worth considering. To end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name and to say what our job would have been at the Jurassic Park theme park. For Two Chunks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders and... Definitely concession stand worker. Are you kidding me? Yum. I would be. You know what? Not even that. I would be the concession curator. I would be deciding what the snacks were, and we would have like a turkey leg, but it would be called like a Brontosaurus hunk. Yes, dude. we would have. Yeah. We would have corn dogs, but it would be called. I was also going to go with Brontosaurus for that, but instead, I'm going to go Velociraptor. Brontobites. bites. Yeah, we would. Ha- we would definitely have Dino bites, <laughs> which actually, you think that's. Chicken nuggets. Trilobites. It's, it's actually trilobites. You think, you think dino bites are chicken nuggets, but what they actually are is popcorn chicken. The same, yes, but different a little bit. I just thought of a food word combination in my head and, it, and then I also could just see images of Jordan. The Crunch Raptor Ooh. Supreme. Yeah. Oh man, Let I want to talk about Raptor partnership Supreme so bad. You're suggesting… <laughs> Why a, did you say that? It's, it is lunchtime.
1: You can't say Crunchwrap Supreme to me. You do know how close I live I to a Taco, Taco Bell. Bell? You're, su-
0: you're suggesting you a live Taco Bell partnership with Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. They're, they of would course. do
1: that. I'm thinking people's Taco Apple Bell. Bell so go ahead. Yeah, bad. Bad I want Taco right Bell now. so oh badly. Day. I would, it would take no convincing for me to live Moss in this moment. (laughs) I I could even live Medio if I'm being honest with you. It wouldn't. I could, I'm, I'm currently living Manos. (laughs) I'm living Manos because I have no Taco Bell. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I'm Doge and my job at Jurassic Park will be Freaker Outer of just, I stand in the field. I'm like, it's dinosaurs. They're right there. Can you believe they're still here? Don't get over it. It's dinos. It would be like if the people <laughs> that
0: hire to stand around in like Tomorrowland at Disney actually thought Tomorrowland was real. And you're like, <laughs> do you guys get that there's rockets? <laughs> <laughs> do you not understand? <laughs> uh, I'm Carter, and I would be like the premium package tour guide. I'd be the one who like walks people through it, have my fun quips for yeah. each section. I hope I get on Carter's Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a, a tour. It, I, it's because I had so much experience with a very different place than, than Jurassic Park. But yes, I think I could do that. I think I could go off script when I felt like the energy was there. A kid gets um, eight and you're, you're like, like yeah. we're just going to keep on going guys. Don't look, at, don't look that direction. Was his name Goat? <laughs> 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 I'd be Yeah so dude, that's great. I would definitely so get
1: funny. on your you jeep. You so bad. Yeah. Dude.
0: With <laughs> jokes like that. That's stupid dude, kid. The, the goat's leg too. That's another very memorable moment. What about Samuel L. Jackson's arm? That one too, dude. Yeah. There's so much imagery there. What about the dinosaurs?
1: Did you… Are those memorable? Most of them, yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow.